The Rundown New Music Podcast, sponsored by Stand Together UK. Hello and welcome to the Rundown New Music Podcast, episode number three. I'm not in my usual hidey hole. I'm currently in Glasgow. I'm joined by Crash Kids. Would you just like to introduce yourselves? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm TJ, TJ Green, and I sing and play guitar. <laughs> I am Harry Bang, and I am the drummer behind Crash Kid. Thank you for joining me. So we'll kick things off with Crash Kid's new single, Make It Your Own. It came out as we're recording on the 19th of November, 2021. Mm-hmm.
guys, uh, let's talk about Make It Your Own. Where did it come from? How did it come into being? Well, uh, the song, uh, like the subject matter of it, is that it's um, it's about individualism, uh, self confidence, and uh, having some kind of ownership of who you are. Um, uh, whilst also commenting on the kind of um, shallow aspects of our culture, um, and the song came about is uh, it was really just we were just as this we came up with the riff, and we were just kind of playing around with it. And initially, really, it was it was thought to be probably a song that would become a B side, uh, just because it was just something that we were playing about with, and. But as we continued to work on it, it kind of grew in arms and legs, and uh, we we began, we, you know, we, uh, started to really love it. You know, it became something that we really adored, and uh, it started off lyrically more serious, <laughs> um, <laughs> more suiting to the maybe the style of uh, music, uh, like the kind of you know the sound that we were going for at the time but after writing it initially the chorus was the same but the verses were very different and after writing it I kind of thought to myself I was like I don't know this is making me cringe I don't don't like it it (laughs) and um, so I I thought you know I kind of want to go you know be a bit more tongue-in-cheek a bit more similar to what we've done with our like the previous singles we've released as this lineup. Um, uh, you know, uh, like lipstick and icon. Uh, yeah. So I kind of went for a more tongue-in-cheek approach, like I've done before, and it, it kind of became, you know, kind of, it made it seem like it was taking itself a little less seriously, but you know, without losing, like the, you know, without you know, being com- comedic, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, that's kind of really how it, it it came about. Unless you guys uh-huh. comment on that. I mean, it was definitely heavier and darker at first when we came up with it. Um, I think mm-hmm. I think what you mean with the B-side thing is I think it was one of those songs, it seemed fun to play maybe then to listen to. Yeah. And as, we, fun, and as yeah. we worked on it, then it became more of like, okay, that bit makes it more interesting and like as something to listen to as opposed to just playing and kind of giving it 120%. <laughs> and, and originally we kind of, I kind of felt that like it, it was... Um, it was maybe a bit. Uh, it was quite different from what we were making at the time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, especially with uh, like releasing Icon, which was a bit more kind of like, kind of had more kind of synth pop, like kind of indie rock, indie pop kind of vibes to it. So we we thought maybe it's just a bit too far away from what we've been doing but it kind of you know as it as it uh, as we continue to work on it it kind of we've made it our own I feel like hey, hey. yeah <laughs> Andrew you get anything to add to hey, I remember how, how we actually we had the recording session but <laughs> Okay, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, we can't really hear you. I can't really hear you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs>
Hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I remember uh, when we had the recording session booked and TJ, we, he came to the next practice and he was like, right, so I've changed the entire second verse. And, we, you know, we were all kind of sitting there like, all right, you know, short notice. And then we, li- we listened to him play it and we're like, right, that's just 10 times better than what the old one was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously, that, that's just what the new, what the song actually became. But uh, I, it's kind of hard listening back to the old recordings of the song and you're, you're going, no, it's, it's nothing nothing like what it is now. It's 10 times better than what it was. I basically wrote all of, like, wrote, rewrote the the whole second verse and added in like a new guitar part that completely changed the feel of it entirely yeah. <laughs> like a week before actually recording like the final <laughs> thing in the studio so i mean it was a bit risky but it was it was um that's what it needed to change it up a bit yeah which is what we always do, isn't it? Change up the second verse, don't make it the same. Yeah, we, we generally do that, don't we? Like we kind of treat the second verse as a like a development in the uh, from like the last verse. Yeah, yeah. And so, does that? Would you say that applies to all your songs, or just for this song in particular? I'd I'd say it's it, like we we do like to keep it interesting throughout the song uh, uh throughout all of our songs i think we've maybe done that uh, a couple of times on other songs but you know as you know we do take a different approach to each song we make i mean really with each song we make we kind of treat it like its own thing we don't really i mean i don't really care much for genre like like put placing us into a genre really because I think that can be quite uh, restricting and it's boring. So <laughs> for yeah. me personally, so like I like to kind of just just make like kind of be present and make the song like into what it should be as just a song itself rather than well, we you know we do take into consideration how it fits in with everything else and how we can introduce like elements of our sound that is maybe uniquely ours you know mm-hmm. um but um but yeah we we do like to kind of just stay present when like making songs and just kind of allow it to make itself i suppose and we, and we do we do commit quite a lot to of the last sort of year is sitting down and working on demos as a group because mm-hmm. you've kind of got the facilities to do that now and matthew isn't here he's the bass player he he's very good at sorting out demos and uh, laying down stuff, and that gives us a chance to listen to the track as a listener, as opposed to just being in the practice room, because they're two quite different things. Yeah, like yeah. very different perspectives. Like if you're and if you're if you're like in the practice room as a band, just playing with each, like uh, amongst each other, you kind of I think you can sometimes lose an objective view on it. So, yeah. like, when you've got recorded and you've got it right there in front of you, like, I like to think of it as, a like, it's almost like a clinical process. Like, you have it right there in front of you and you can just pick at it and, you know, slice this bit out and put it over here and or take that bit, that's rubbish, and we'll put something new in. You know, it's like, it's, you just, like, it's, you look at it and, it, you know, objectively and think, right, what, how can we improve it, you know? Yeah. Sounds like a lot, there's a, a, lot, a lot a lot goes into the process. It's no just uh, cut and paste. It's uh, there's a lot to it. Yeah, uh, I like that. We'll, we'll move on. 
the inception of Crash Kids, I'm very curious to know where the name came from, how he came into being. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll start with the band name then. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Um, right. Well, so, I mean, I, I went through a lot of different band ideas. I'm generally quite an indecisive person when it comes to stuff like that. It's in particular where like there's so many different options and I'm just like, I don't know. Um, especially because like very early on, like we still really didn't have our sound. And even up until, I'd maybe even say that because we originally started as a free piece and uh, formed in 2018, made an EP. And then a year later, we um, we reformed as the current lineup, which is a a four-piece, me, uh, Andrew, Matthew, and Harry. And um, and I I would say even uh, even took until the four-piece formed for us to really kind of understand what kind of music we wanted to make and what kind of what defined us as a band. So early on making a band name is quite difficult because you don't really know what you're making yet. Uh, So what would sound good with the band name? But uh, I like the name, uh, The I kind of like to pick references from different places and I I like The the Clash, I like that band name at the time. Uh, So Clash Crash, I'll go with that. And then I like this song called X Kid by Green Day, and I thought it was a really cool name, X Kid. And I, yeah. so I, I don't know. I just, I really, I, over time, like I kind of just put different ideas together, and that kind of fell together. And uh, there was someone that we were working with early on who kind of suggested that should be the band name, so we, we went with that. So that's a very long-winded uh, <laughs> way of going about telling you the band name, but. I do that. No, it's 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 yeah. intriguing to hear. It's intriguing to hear because I I, I can't associate it with anything personally, but well, know there's context. So I, su- I suppose like I like that though because I like the idea. Like I'm not, I don't mind other like other bands going by like, but, but something I don't like is using the and using plurals. Um, yeah. which is a common thing in bands and it isn't an issue at all at all like there's like and the thing is you get some good band names that use that but personally I didn't want to go for that yeah. um, so like you know for instance like the the animals you know like that kind of thing uh, I like the fact that Crash Kids kind of like it's like it's it's almost like an, an entity <laughs> it's so <laughs> it doesn't exist in any other part of like it doesn't exist as anything but itself. I think I like that as a title, you know. Yeah. Did you really come up with like different things of what a crash kid actually is? So did I? Have I come up? So with should, we, should we just like come up with like entities of what a crash kid is? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like a, it could be like a spaceship or a yeah, like a weird <laughs> animal that hasn't ex- ever existed or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. could do anything with it, really. Yeah. Just take take the piss with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a generational thing it's like the doomer the doomer <laughs> generation it's like that kind of that kind of oh yeah the, yeah the climate change generation yeah kids. they just go right and they just get really high and fucked up because they're just like world's gonna end anyway <laughs> could be <laughs> it could be that's what yeah. crash kid does there you go become a really oh. depressing band <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, where did the band come from? Cool. Name came first, I, can, I can I can I can answer this. So 
me and TJ were at school together in the same year. We were in uh, National Five Music. And I was sat there and he was sat there. One day he came up to me very like, very kind of like shy and kind of like, he said, do you want to be, be in my band? And I was like, I wasn't in a band. And I was like, sure. So I went to practice and that was it. Yeah. And me and Harry have stuck together stuck ever together since. Stuck together ever since. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, yeah. Yeah, our, our relationship has blossomed into beautiful. Because I'd, I'd been in a few of those things where people say, oh, do you want to join a band? And I've done it. And then you kind of do one practice and then never do anything ever again. You mean, so, that, yeah. you mean that one instance where you joined That one instance, yeah. only played I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. Like, we learned one song <laughs> and then we didn't even, we didn't even end, up, end up playing it. It was like this thing called Rock the Talk, which isn't around anymore. And it was... It was. I hate that song now. That song, I. It's not a bad song, but I don't want everyone to listen to it again. Actually, yeah. so it was so good. Actually, going to one practice and going, okay, we're actually our own music, and we're also doing another practice. So it was instantly so much better. <laughs> Andrew, do you want to do you want to go into how you joined the band? Yeah, DJ fancied me and then asked me out. <laughs> do you want to be my band yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's how that went <laughs> yeah that's how it went I mean we used to we used to talk about like music all the time because I mean he was like Andrew was really into like he like you could tell he was really into like guitar and like he wanted to make music of his own and all that and we'd always talk about it and it just kind of came to the point where I'd never really worked with other guitarists before uh, mostly yeah. because they're very difficult <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, uh, but I don't know. I, I just like Andrew's a very humble guitarist. Like he's like he's not like he's, he's not all for show. He's not all like oh, I'm the next Jimi Hendrix. Even though you know, he's very good, um, you know, I I he's just very very committed to the cause and genuinely interested in making music. And I I I've always found that that like. You'd find people who would they like the idea of being in a band, but didn't actually like, didn't want to put the work in. Yeah, they like the image of it. They like that, like oh, they could stand there, look all cool with their guitar, and like that's all well and good when you're on stage. But there's work that you have to do in the background. You know, you need to actually make music, and it can be bloody difficult at times. But like, it's worth it because you know, you'll love it really. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think Matthew might have had the the worst of it for joining the band because it was when. Yeah, when we were forming the new, it was like a three piece for like a tiny bit, and then for four piece, and we we got Matthew in, and we did an audition for him. He did an audition for us, sorry. And we we there's a song we used to play which had all these like sections to it, and it was quite a complicated song. And we asked him to, so he learned a few of the songs that had already been recorded, and he was perfect, like nailed it. And then we got him to try out this other thing, and he did very well at that as well. And then a few months later, he told us that that was cruel. <laughs> <laughs> a cruel way of doing it but no because yeah. we sat down thinking oh what should we do should we do an audition like yep yeah, sure yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't play that song anymore <laughs> no we don't uh, no <laughs> right. uh, and then the rest is the rest is history eh? <laughs> the rest is history yeah. that's right mm-hmm. and we survived the lockdown like a lot of bands that haven't survived it we're hearing so yeah and I think that's good. sorry on you go I was going to say that kind of drives us a little into the next question, which is 
how did you cope the lockdown? I cope with I, the band. I cope with lockdown by going in the garage and playing drums for two hours a day and annoying my neighbours. That's how I cope. <laughs> and I did succeed a little bit <laughs> in annoying my neighbours, but that that's how I I just went. I just went. I have a year, maybe a year or I don't know how long to just do stuff. So I just went and put my head into practicing. Yeah. <laughs> we managed to write a lot of songs in lockdown, didn't we? There were a, a lot of ideas being sent across and stuff. Aye, like. we, we managed to write quite a lot in lockdown. Yeah. Like, the thing is, yeah. the thing is as well, like when we make songs, like it, we we come up with a lot of ideas, but we quickly decide whether we like it or not. <laughs> like we're quite quick to be like. Do we know what we're doing? Like, we need kind of be in a set because we do make like a lot of kind of different stuff. I, I wouldn't mm. say it's vastly different, it's not like it's not like jarringly different, but like, um, we kind of need to be in a certain mood to make certain stuff and like have the right kind of ideas for it. So sometimes things sit on the shelf, as we say, we put it on the shelf and then it comes back later. Like, there's a there's a song that I I wrote lyrics for four years ago. <laughs> and never did anything with it and then we made a bass line a sh- and then a structure a song and i added those lyrics to that song and we were just recording that in december so it's like it's you know it's like some things sit on that shelf for a long time here <laughs> <laughs> and and the thing, but i think like what we end up do what we end up making is we we're quite proud of i don't i don't yeah. think we, I, I think we like to avoid any filler at all um we're not a big fan of like making any filler um but uh and i mean like writing was quite difficult personally for me as you know coming up with like different kind of guitar like guitar riffs and stuff like that was fine but when it came to like lyrics it was quite difficult because a lot of my stuff is more observational i mean Mm -hmm. i might have more kind of introspective parts in there but uh, it's normally blended with observations as well. So, um, uh, yeah, it was quite difficult because there wasn't very much to obs- observe at the time, and I really didn't want to just make a, a lockdown song, like because I just yeah. didn't. And I find it a bit like like cheesy. I don't know. Um, yeah, like forget it. It's lockdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I didn't want to. I didn't want to kind of make something like that. So. I mean, it's difficult, but um, I think in like making the demos and stuff like that, and because we have always got something else going on, I was able to focus on like other songs that we already had in the back burner that I've already wrote lyrics for, so I could kind of take my time to uh, catch up and make some lyrics that I actually liked. Yeah, yeah. Well, like uh, again, I'm, I'm among this. It's uh, he's you know he's held up and he's still here. So you're right. Great. <laughs> we also released the song during lockdown which kept us busy as well like that kept the morale up and all that because that did quite well it did, did you know we personally thought it did well for us we were happy with it um, and uh, you know we got um, we got a, a review on that uh, it was on uh, we got a, uh, basically Jack Saunders on his uh, uh, Feedback Friday uh, Twitch stream Oh, yeah. um, did a did a review on the song, and we're quite pleased about that. That really like because it was like, because he's reacting to it live. You do get I'm more quite, honest. It's, it's quite authentic, and I, you have seen some people who send something in, and you just kind of like 
mm, you know, needs a bit of work. And so if he was, if he didn't like it or he wasn't keen on it, he probably, you could tell. Yeah, there were, there was times where he just like straight up like not on our song but like other songs he was reviewing like he was he, was, he could be quite brutal but like <laughs> for good reasons because he is just being honest like he's just like this needs work this needs work blah, blah, blah. I, mean, you, I think he's saying he listens to like eight, eight like six hours worth of music a day or something so I'm like yeah, yeah. you're gonna filter through a lot of stuff so it, yeah, pretty insane eh so it kept the morale up and we're just glad that gigs are back I don't know if we could have went on any longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy, crazy. So, my next question is uh, the music scene in general. How do you feel the music scene's fared in regards to COVID and everything? I mean, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I was, I don't know if it's. I mean. Uh, it probably was a bit more active before, um, before we went into lockdown. Because I remember, like, we were in Priory and all that, and it was just like it was really like this. I personally thought the music scene was like buzzing at the time, and uh, like there were so many amazing bands coming out and all that. The the I'd say the main loss from the lockdown was the fact that, that so many bands were lost from it. Like, so many bands mm. quit and just threw in the towel. And but at the same time, I think I think um, I think now that um, like with the lockdowns kind of easing and stuff, or uh, like restrictions are easing and all that, you know, it's opening up more opportunity for even new like bands to break through and you know have some opportunities because like there's so many venues that need bands, so they're just oh, yeah, so like people are just swarming and. So there's like a new demand for new musicians, and so I, I think you know as as much as it has impacted the music scene, I think it it's um you know there's been some positive positive things. Not 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 that a lockdown's positive, that, but yeah. <laughs> you know there's there's you know silver silver linings and all that. But there's oh, yeah. definitely definitely lots of venues and stuff is shut, but. Some of that stuff was kind of hard to avoid, I guess. Yeah. Um, I suppose like fundraisers and things for music, but um, kind of hard to to mitigate everything in the lockdown. Yeah. I can understand, yeah. So what's uh, in store for you guys now? Is I brought out a new track today, although this will go out on Monday. So if, if people are listening on Monday, it came out on Friday. Um, what's in store for you guys for the rest of this year and beyond? Well, um, well, we're just going to, I suppose at the moment, we're just focusing on making this release as successful as we can. Send it out to as many different kind of like blogs and, you know, all that, uh, just to try and get some traction towards it. Uh, you know, we've, uh, for the... Uh, for the rest of the year, we've got two gigs at the moment. Um, one on the 26th uh, with the Capolos at Sneaky Pete's. Um, and we'll be, uh, we'll be um, supporting them. Uh, that's sold out. It's the second sold out gig we've had so far in the last, in the, you know, just the last six months of this year. Um, wow. so quite, quite pleased with that. <laughs> um, yeah. And... Uh, We've got one on the 16th of December, and that's at the garage. Um, and 
Are we supporting for that one again? Sorry. Arcade, Arcade State and a few other bands. Yeah. yeah. Arcade State and we're playing alongside the Monocasters as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, you know, we've got those gigs to look forward to. I mean, the garage, I mean, I'm re- we went to the garage just to have a look. We've been before, but we wanted yeah. to have a look at, like, the specific place we're playing. It's called G2. And, like, the, the room's massive. <laughs> like, holy shit. This is going to be, that'd be so cool. So we're really looking forward to that one. That'll really, like, put a, put a cherry on the top of the, the, this year. Um, and uh, we've got, we're actually doing some recording as well. Uh, in December we're recording two songs at the moment we're planning on recording another one as well but with a separate mm-hmm. studio and uh and then we also have a, a, a another another single in the in the you know just sitting there waiting to be released so ready that might be ready released released early next year so oh, something for the fans look forward to yeah yeah <laughs> got some so, stuff for you yeah, uh, we've been we've been working hard. So <laughs> get so and then, yeah. you know, just got some other songs as well just to work on. We've got one now that we think could be potentially a future single. So we've we're we're well prepared for next year. I suppose I suppose just for next year's just you know, again, try to get as much opportunities as possible. We're doing one festival as far as I know at the moment. Um and that's uh, the happy days festival in at Melport. Um uh, and that's the only gig what's that, sir? It's in June, isn't it, roughly? I'm not sure if there's an yeah. exact I think it's uh, sometime in June. Well we'll be we'll be putting up a post soon to kind of promote that again. Because that's been postponed for about two years now. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was first gonna happen in twenty twenty, then twenty twenty one. Now it's been postponed for uh next year. So we'll be posting that soon. So just keep an eye out, and you'll you'll uh, yeah get your tickets. But, um, uh, here's hoping that things are in a better state for next year, and it does go ahead. Yeah, 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 absolutely, definitely. Yeah, I think really our goals are just to you know focus on releasing our singles and uh, well potentially other kind of musical project that i'm not going to mention because i don't want to give too much away <laughs> in, in relation to the the singles that we're releasing now and uh i don't know try to get as much uh exciting opportunities as possible when it comes to gigs i mean I would, we would love to go down south i think that is a, a real goal for us to be honest is yeah. to go down to england and play down there and just kind of you know play different stages maybe people seeing us we're maybe thinking of trying to expand some of the content we're doing as well, like maybe certain like live videos. We would love to do like sessions. We've done a few. We did one um, a couple of years ago, yeah. Um, like a sort of in the in the attic kind of thing, playing a session because we think our live. We do spend a lot of time thinking about how we play live, and I think that'd yeah. be a good thing to come across um, online as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're busy busy <laughs> busy uh, just a little bit uh, working away <laughs> so I know, I've got, uh, I'm in my last year of uni and I'm like oh god there's so much to do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're balancing all that and yeah, well, yeah. good music coming to you guys so something's working <laughs> yeah. uh, so I've come on to 
I call it a quick fire round. I don't know why it's not really because nobody answers it quick. Uh, we're going to throw some questions. We'll try and keep it quick. <laughs> don't have to be. Don't have to be. <laughs> so we'll go with uh, favorite foods. Favorite food. Uh, oh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with paella because my dad makes paella. It's very good. Anything to do with pasta, lasagna, probably. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you, Andrew. Uh, I feel like a curry. Three good answers there. Three very good answers. <laughs> uh, favorite swear words. Oh, mm. I know. I know what DJ's in. Actually, uh, I, know, I know one you like quite a bit. Already, it's already a swear, but it's quite a rude. Was it pond scum? You quite like? <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's not really a swear word though. That's just no, a nice thing uh, to say. <laughs> Probably bastard. Or no, cunt's a really good one. It's a really hard hitting one. Cunt. Oh yeah, and that can be amicable as well. So yeah. honestly, I don't know. I feel like uh, it's Andrew. very common in in Scotland to hear the same yeah. word used. Bent's a really bad one. Bent's a horrible one. But I think bent, yeah, because it, just because it is like if you say it, it's like ooh, everyone's like oh shit. <laughs> that's a bad. That's You're a bad. saying that to hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah, like, that's just terrible. Oh, I've never uh, used it, but I like quite like cretin. <laughs> never heard that one. Yeah. Like cretin. Oh, <laughs> that sounds quite. Modest in comparison. To yeah, probably. <laughs> I guess it's not. Maybe it's not used as much, so it would be. It would kind of be like people go, "What? What? What is that word?" <laughs> Throw them on the guard, eh? <laughs> yeah. uh, I like that. Uh, biggest pet peeve. Oh, I, I just, I just got a scroll to go through. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, look at Mary. I mean, probably. And this is bad. <laughs> gone, gone. Probably people talking over me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's totally aimed at you, Harry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't like people calling me out for things that I do. <laughs> you don't like self-awareness. Yeah, I hate that. When people remind me how terrible I am as a person. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I just don't like it when mummy and daddy fight, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, my. Oh, I, I don't like it when I'm, I'm getting trains a lot and I don't like it when they tell you that there'll be reservations and then they're just not reservations. Uh, can we just put some short, short rail and just say them? Yeah, there was a guy, the, the train they had, what, it was like... Three carriages, but it was two trains worth of people, and the guy was just like, "Sorry for the inconvenience." And it's like, "Well, I'm like, like, I'm standing here like this." I like this. this is supposed to be quick fire, by the way. I know, I know. <laughs> I spent it hours moaning. Uh, this is, it doesn't really matter. I don't like quick fire. I should just call it whenever fire. I don't know. Whenever. <laughs> whenever. <laughs> so the, the new question I've just added. If the band had its very own cocktail slash mocktail, what would it be called and what would be in it? Can I name it? Yeah. Yeah, go on. Because <laughs> it would just be called the jazz. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's my nickname. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good cocktail <laughs> name, Laura. There was a there was a t- there was a time where like I was in a group chat and basically a bunch of my mates were, including Andrew, were just given different like different meanings behind the abbreviation TG. Like <laughs> meanings behind my like that so there's a lot of inappropriate ones i mean (laughs) (laughs) but uh the jazz yeah the jazz is stuck i like that one that's a nice one the jazz that's a nice uh, and what would be in this uh, drink everyone (laughs) 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 Uh, i would say i would say Um, with cream soda. Oh, that, that sh- it's good. It tastes like cherry bakewells. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very over no, I was going to say so, you're right defensive over the cherry bakewells. <laughs> I am. Desirado with cream soda and like little splash of orange, and um, and then like topped up the rest with. With, I don't know, like Jack Daniels or something like that. There you go. There you go. And, and, and it need to be decorated, I think. You'd need like the umbrella and, and then you need like the orange slice and then you need like a fancy swirly straw. And, <laughs> and I don't know, like, I don't know. Does it come with a wee Barocca for the morning as well? Because that's... <laughs> I just said rapid. <laughs> I'm gonna try that by the way. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna make this an official drink that I have yeah. on special occasions. <laughs> and it'll probably be rancid. <laughs> I feel like if anybody if the King Tuts is listening, they should make it an yeah, the, the jazz. We coined it. There you go. <laughs> and then yeah. they, they make it when you are performing this. So Yes. Yeah. Actually, you know what that every time we every time we do a gig, I'm gonna make the jazz. And I'm going to have it afterwards as a celebratory drink. <laughs> see, what, see what the bartender says when you ask for the measures and you just say, okay, I'll do it. No, 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 I'll just simply ask for the jazz. I'll just ask for the jazz. And berate him when he doesn't understand what the fuck I'm talking about. He just starts playing, he just starts playing like giant steps or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, so my next order will be the jazz, please. The jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, favorite single slash EP slash album and hurts by but by anyone by anybody. That's a hard question. Favorite single album. Um, I genuinely like. I genuinely. I was like listening to this album today, and I sang it from start to finish. Oh, I don't know. Actually, I'm stuck between two. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino by Arctic Monkeys. I was listening to that this week and I genuinely think it's one of my favourite albums. First time I listened to it, like, as soon as I heard the, the first notes of that piano at the beginning, I was like, when I put, I got I got the record the day before anyone else I knew got it. Like, the day before it released, it was weird. It turned up early and I put, I put it on the record and I was just like, this shit, this shit's good. It's <laughs> chill as fuck. I love it. Um, so probably that. Nice. <laughs> Okay, I've had to think. Um, I mean, there's a lot, but I'd probably go, and you guys will probably moan when I say it's because it's an album I just go on about all the time, but In Rainbows by Radiohead would be my one. There we go. You should get like a swear jar every time I mention it as an album. Yeah, I just think it's a great, like, 
there's four, 40 minutes there's no lull in the album it's just I mean it, I mean, and, not, like, and, not, and not even because it was a free album either it's just very good yeah. <laughs> what about you Andrew uh, like Clockwork by Queen to the Stone Age oh yeah that's a good that, one I don't think there's a bad song on it and, and I've, like the fact that I picked, like the reason I also picked that album as well is that I've literally listened to that uh, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino where I am just like I cannot make lyrics uh, right I listen to that album I'm like holy shit there's just like it's uh, so, like so many like it just really gets me in the mood to like write lyrics and just be a bit creative and out of the box you know because that album is that album is just a lyricist's album. That is a it's a it's like a Leonard Cohen album, honestly. Like it's just lyrics. That's it. <laughs> All lyrics. I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, where can everybody find you and your music? You can find us on Facebook. Uh, just Crash Kid. <laughs> and you can find us on Instagram at Crash Kid Official. You can get us on Twitter at Crash Kid Tweets. And you can listen to our music on all music platforms. Oh, <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure most most of the relevant ones anyway. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> we've also got we've also got a cheeky YouTube with some videos on that. And yeah. So if you want to check out some of that as well. To be honest, we do need to get we do need to get on that and like actually put our songs on YouTube. That's like one place that we don't really have our music. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we must it on SoundCloud for free. <laughs> we need to listen to it for free. Yeah, <laughs> Spotify's rolled out a new feature. You can now get lyrics or be lyrics for your songs. Can you do that? Just yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that another like like bigger band stuff. But I don't know. Can you do that yourself? Like as a yeah. oh, that's cool. I'd like to do that. I was looking through some of the emerging artists to see. No ones I could see. I didn't check it a lot. The Spires, one of their songs had the uh, lyrics, but their older songs hadn't. But I think it's everybody will start doing it. So I'd, I'm gonna definitely do that. Like I, I, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. Big lyric, yeah, nice so. feature. That, yeah, nice that's feature. cool. Yeah. I noticed that. I noticed that. Sorry. Because you might be singing along to the song, but you don't know the words. So you're kind of going, uh, you're kind of mumbling. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't quite know, is, is that the words or that one, mm. you know? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah. so many times we're like, I, I, I like a song, and then I look at the lyrics like, like a couple of weeks later, and I'm like, I just did not know that was what they just said. <laughs> like, there's just some, like some of the lyrics are just like, "I mean, that's what you really." I didn't. I didn't know that. Didn't know that's what the lyric was. Or like you just discover that you've been singing the entire song. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, Thank you, lads, for this part of the interview. It's all right. It's so wonderful. I definitely recommend that everybody check these out. Thank uh, you. Thanks a lot. So the single's great. Uh, user great. Can't wait to see his live at some point. That'd be cool to see. Well, uh, if anyone wants to buy tickets for our gig at the garage hint, for, hint, on, on the 16th of December, there's a lot of tickets left. So, you know, there's a lot of tickets left. So, you can get that. Go on our Instagram or whatever. And we have a link tree in our bio. So, you can go and get the lyrics there. What I'll do when this goes out on Monday, I'll uh, put a link as well in the description. So, if anybody's listening, perfect. So, there you go, it's a win-win. Uh, so we're 
we're mixing things up. Usually in the interview, I've been playing other songs at the beginning, but we're at the end, so we're going to be doing the music at, at this part of the podcast. So I got the, the guys to listen to two songs from two emerging artists, so to speak. One's uh-huh. from Colour Arcadia and the other one's from The Eves. We'll start off with Colour Arcadia. And this mm-hmm. song is called On The Edge and it came out on the 5th of November 2021.
So guys, thoughts on Car Arcadia's On The Edge? I quite liked it. I see, uh, like, yeah, you've got like kind of heavier, like grunge music with a female-fronted vocalist. I don't know, it's just, it contrasts quite well, I think. It's, uh, yeah, I can get that. Because, I mean, like, I mean, even personally, like, I like the idea of, um, I like the idea of juxtaposing very masculine, um, like, masculine sounds, like, kind of heavier music. And then, you know, um, uh, with a kind of female vocalist, kind of something a bit more, you know, uh, a bit, a bit more feminine. So I like, I, I, I like that mix. I, I think it's, I think it's very cool. It's one of the reasons, one of the reasons, although he's not, all, uh, although they're not a female, one of the reasons I like Muse quite a lot because I like that kind of higher register with like heavier kind of sounds. Um, yeah, I think it's very, very cool. What, what do you think? What do you think, uh, Harry? Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. No, the same. Um, I'm not sure where, where the band from. Actually. Are they from Scotland? From Ireland, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because they do kind of have a kind of like cranberries. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember we were saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, um, uh, we, 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 we've uh, heard the song previous and um, it was, uh, yeah, yeah. It does kind of have a kind of cranberries vibe to it, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm sure they'll be flattered to hear that. I got to see them not too long ago, and they did do a Cranberries uh, cover. Really? So, really? And I, uh, on point, on point. It, it is really coming across. Like, it's kinda, it, it, there is a kind of like like a 90s grunge, 90s alternative rock kind of vibe to it. It's just, it's just, there's just a feel to it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't even know how to pin it down that it just sounds like that, but yeah. it just, it's just got that vibe. I, I really like it. It's a really good tune. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Next up, it's uh, The Eves, a uh, band from Edinburgh, and uh, their song, Not A Love Song, which came out also on the 5th of November 2021.
I got quite a big uh, kind of like Lewis Capaldi, Billie Eilish vibe off it. Um, I thought the, the vocal production is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go. That's a good reverb and just a great, good melodies as well, which is like really what you want, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I, I, to be honest, I was very impressed. Like, I, I just did not expect, like, I just didn't, I don't know why, I just didn't expect, like, it to sound so well produced. Like, it was just, it was just like, it sounded very, like, it could be on the charts, really. <laughs> it could be in the charts, like, just the kind of, the production, um, it's just like that kind of style of pop that's very, like, kind of like, like you're saying, that kind of Billy Eilish, kind of Lewis Capaldi kind of. Um, style of pop that's just that's just always always lovely to hear. Um, <laughs> um, Funny you mention that, but uh, they were featured on. They've been featured a couple of times on Radio Two. Really? So on uh, the Ken Bruce show. Really? Show, yeah. yeah. Oh well. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well done. I've seen them live. Really? Did they play Transmit one year? I think they were the Transmit. Did they? Yes, they did. Really? I believe it was the Queen Touch stage. Aye, no, I, I did. I think I, I think I caught a couple of songs. I can't, I can't believe I've not heard of these. <laughs> this, 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 <laughs> like, they seem to be doing quite well, um, um, particularly well. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I was just really taken back by how like impressive the. Yeah, how how it it's been kind of put together in the studio. Uh, it's like yeah. it sounds very very polished, very polished. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Um, it's 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 very good. It's very good. I, I like them. You know, I, I discovered them back. I think it was twenty eighteen, and really? fell in love with them. Uh, semi mm-hmm. well, similar to Color Arcadia. I'd only heard of them recently. Saw them live, I was sold. When I heard them live, I was sold. Like, so yeah. Good. I mean, you get uh, that a lot. Like, you, there will be like some bands where, like, I've listened to a song on Spotify, and you know, although I've liked it, just not being, you know, floored by it. And then yeah. you see them live, and you're just like, "Whoa, this just adds a completely different uh, like." Just live just adds a completely different context to like the music, and it's just. Like you know, I remember there was this band called July Talk, and when I went to see them play live, it was just like the music's. Uh, they have two lead singers, and they have they're a Canadian band. Uh, have two lead singers, female vocalist, uh, male vocalist, and like the male vocalist's really raspy, like really low and raspy, and um, almost like kind of Randy Newman. Was it is it Randy Newman? Have I got the right one? Like. You got a friend in me, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> yes, that kind of, that kind of little bit. If he made like hit, like hot, like <clears throat> hard rock, song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, right. yeah. when you in that hard rock, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but, uh, 
Yeah, it was just when I, when I seen them live, I was just like, they kind of act, they're not in a relationship, but they act flirtatious on stage. And it just, like, it's almost like a dialogue because, like, um, the songs are a lot about, like, like talk, like almost like a toxic relationship from different perspectives, one from the female, one from the male. I just, yeah. I just added to it, you know, really to the, the experience. Whereas, like, when we went to see that band Black Midi the other month, like, it was so different because there was, like, all these, like, stage antics. It was almost like going to, like, a theatre show. It was really, it was more than just playing songs. It was a show. Yeah. yeah. Your typical sort of performance then <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah just I, I i really appreciate bands that consider perf- like performing and like different ways of like you know well just different ways of performing and that like how to you know keep the show you know exciting and you know because I, I i don't like to just kind of sit and play songs and just kind of stand there like the Beatles but you know as much as I love the Beatles <laughs> um, but like you know I like when bands really kind of make it into like almost like a like they consider theatrics and stuff like that yeah, yeah. And, and and it can like from like the surface it can look like people are being quite arrogant if you're there like you know looking like you're having fun but thing is if you don't look like you're enjoying yourself it's quite hard to get other people to enjoy enjoy it as well yeah, you've got to give it. That's why I think you've got to give it all your all. I mean, like you know, drummer, you know, the drummer sitting at the back, just you know, like you know, yeah. they're just going along. You've got to kind of give it a bit of welly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, I don't. I only do what I do on stage. What I would want an, another frontman to do, like if I was to go and see a band play live, I would want like the lead singer to like give it a bag, you know, yeah, you know, give a bit of attitude. Yeah. Have a bit of kind of, a bit of kind of, dance. Dance a bit, kind of grooving, interacting with the crowd and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> making it interesting. So like, I, I, I just think that's, I just personally find that interesting when I go to see a band play live. So I just try to do what, what, um, what, I, what I'd like someone else to do, I suppose. Yeah. Well, TJ, Andrew, Harry the Invisible Force band member who couldn't make it. <laughs> uh, thank you very much uh, for joining me and listening to me. You're welcome. Right, thank you very much for inviting us. Thank you. Right. You're very welcome. And thank you for listening, folks. We'll hear from me again very, very soon. Mm-hmm.